Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what a rare mood I am. Well, it's almost like being in love. Do you have a theme song for your podcast? Um, no, not really. I've been thinking about it for like three years now. I've been like, this week I'm going to do a little, like, because also I kind of study that. Like, I could do something in like half a day. Like, just open Ableton and do something. And for three years I haven't. You could, um, you mean that you could make your own theme song? Yeah, yeah, easy peasy. Mm, easy but peasy. I, but I still haven't. It. It's, uh, sometimes the ability to do something uh, versus actually doing it. It's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. Um, actually doing something is... Actually doing something such is... Such a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. the shit. Like, whenever people actually do something, I'm like, fucking, you go, girl. <laughs> That's so great of you. Right. Like, you yeah. mean you did something besides lie on your back all oh, day yeah. watching yeah, yeah. Netflix and eating Doritos? Oh, yeah. Whenever I see people, like, entering the supermarket, I'm like, decision... She made a decision. Right. Fuck yes. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Lazy Eye Podcast. What a fucking... It's been almost... I want to say, like, a year since I last did, like, a proper podcast like this. Because I've been doing No Boundaries, which is music as well. But I haven't done, like, a Lazy Eye Podcast. We have uh, this professional sign here. Uh, worked super hard on it all week. Uh, and now we're finally here. Um, it's exciting. We've been working on this all week. All week. Uh, it started uh, It started Monday, it's Sunday now. Right. We took like six days. It started uh, with the tea. We First we went to the woods to get this wood. Uh, mm. We had to like get, yeah. We had to chop down. Three trees. A couple of trees. Three trees, because the first two we couldn't really get the type of wood that we wanted. They weren't the right kind of tree. Mm-mm. They weren't the ones we wanted. <laughs> Lazy Eye has high standards, babes. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so we're here. Uh, I'm joined by Sophia, who uh, do we have a... We don't use a last name because it's a stalker. I have a stalker. Fuck yeah, I'm so um, proud of you. <laughs> give me give me more info. Well, it's not as glamorous as it sounds, mm. but it's as glamorous as it is. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. I have a stalker, so... Uh, I, and so I don't I don't actually have any kind of internet uh, presence at the moment. Right. Like you can't Google me. If you, you Google me, you won't get. You will come up with like not like even there's a LinkedIn. No, not even a LinkedIn. <laughs> a LinkedIn. A LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn. No, um, I do have a LinkedIn, but I don't have my last name on it. Ooh, so um, sneaky. That's he, not very professional. Of you. He can't find me. Hmm. Uh, no, it's not. What is the nature <laughs> of the? Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, LinkedIn <laughs> is a professional profile. No last name, just because I. It's Casual Friday in this office every day. <laughs> this Sophia. This Sophia, this, the professional. This Sophia. This Sophia, profe- Yeah, this professional yeah. Sophia. She looks like our kind of. It's weird that like. If you have a stalker or if you are like a sexual offender, you're kind of taking the same route of like, I cannot have my name on anything. Like I have to hide from the society. <laughs> it's weird that on both sides, it's kind of the same technique. That's true. I guess that's true. You're, uh, when you're a sexual offender, um, well, what you don't want is for people like, because when you're a sexual offender, if people can Google you, they're going to find out. Mm. All the stuff you did with your penis. Right. And then if... <laughs> all, this, all the you, cool stuff, all the slick stuff that you've been doing with your penis lately. <laughs> you slick Rick. Um, 
And if you are a woman who is being stalked, then uh, you don't want that kind of guy to find you to and find try to do, do more his, stuff, more stuff with, with his, his penis. penis. Yeah, <laughs> it's really it is. I mean, it's it's such a bummer. I'm trying to figure out because the thing is, it never really mattered because I I also don't like having an internet presence. Yeah, I think it's really doesn't feel like your thing. It's really weird to me, honestly. Unless unless you you're. The I mean, the internet wasn't invented until you were like how old? It was invented like 40 years before I was born. Yeah, I know. You're under 40? But we started using <laughs> Even if I was, even if I was like 60, it still yeah, would have been invented. Be harsh with no mathematic accuracy. Yeah, and I'm going to try to respond with no, uh, no mental alacrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, yeah. I'm too, yeah, I have no more mental alacrity uh, to speak of, but... Um, no, the internet was like we had internet by the time I was like six. Wow. A AOL America Online AOL was making times, its yes. way into people's homes by the time I was about se maybe seven. Nice. Like I was cognizant. I couldn't use it though. Yeah. I mean that's fair. Also, <laughs> email was email was the shit. Uh, taking the world by storm. <laughs> I, I mean, it's still hilarious to me. Like I was the MSN generation of internet users. How old are you? Uh, Twenty-four. <laughs> Jesus. How depressing is that for you, you babe? You people. How mm -hmm. depressing is it for you that I thought you were my age? Uh, no, it's actually a compliment. Let's I, turn it on its head. No, I actually enjoy that more than anything in life. You want to be mistaken for being in your early 30s? Yeah, because when I, when I will be in my early 30s, people will mistake me for uh, mid-20s. That's, that's how I'm thinking about it, is I want to go through my early and mid-twenties where everyone thinks I'm in my thirties and then when, when I'm in my thirties everyone thinks I'm in my twenties. Everyone thinks you're in your twenties for example. That's true. That's true. It is true. But when I was, but when I was in my twenties people thought that I was like a, a teenager. Yeah, but uh, see, that's the worst. So that's, well, I don't think so. I thought I really liked that. <laughs> in the United States where you have to be 21 to even fart? <laughs> <laughs> Like that's ridiculous to me. Like the fact that Excuse I, me, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> Did I hear a puff? Wait. Can I see some ID? Yeah, I see some ID. Driver's license, something. When did you get your driver's license? Um, not till I was twenty-three. Wow, you're like a, an abbreviation to a. Is it abbreviation? No. To, uh, depends on how you. Aberration. I'm I'm an, I'm an aberration. aberration. I, I, an I, anomaly. I, I got there. If you will. You are. Um, but I mean, I'm, this 16. because I'm from New York. Yeah, who, yeah, who drives in New York? You do, you don't drive in New York, so it actually wasn't until I moved to Colorado, and oh, I was told that I couldn't join my cult without a driver's license. <laughs> Where, when did you move to Colorado, and what happened? Um, well, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm really stealing focus now. <laughs> so, from what? From you. No, I mean, this is no. You were my guest at the podcast. We're going to talk about you. Oh, are we talking about me now? We are. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I moved to Colorado when I was 20 to go to a university, to go to university there. Okay. Wh and um, where? it's called the Jack Kerouac School of Disembodied Poetics. It's as pretentious what? as it sounds. What? There's a Jack Kerouac school? <laughs> There's a Jack Kerouac school. And they called it of disembodied poets? Poetics. Poetics. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. That, if, if you told me that when I was 15, I would probably kill myself. 
Because because I was reading on the road and I thought that the only way to live is to get a bus to Denver and find an opium den and just do opium for th three weeks. Oh wow, this would have been your uh, My, yeah. this would have been your right. shit. Oh, 100%. definitely your shit. Oh yeah, I lived your I lived your dream. You really did. <laughs> I remember because I, I I destroyed my leg, uh, did like two or three surgeries, and so I was kind of immobile for like a year, and I was re and I was reading on the road, which is just about traveling the entire fucking peninsula, and I was just so oh I was aching and all the like bitniks and the jazz and the opium. Do you well, do you want to hear more? So my school, yes, this yes, is gonna, please. this might rock your world, What's, shake you to the very core. I'm is that, very curious to the sort of cunt that would enroll there. <laughs> Besides you, just okay, the generally other, the, the collection of cunts. Who were the others? Um, well, the school was founded by the beat poets. Of course, it was. It was founded by Allen Ginsberg oh. and um, William Burroughs and uh, oh. uh, who was that guy who Jaffe Ryder was based on? Um, mm. Jack Kerouac was in love with him. Right, I I don't remember his name. But anyway, one, one of the others, yeah, <laughs> one, of, the one others. of those guys, and um, Anne Waldman is a very not well known beat poet, but she was one of the main founders. Because so she was a woman. Because she was a woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so anyway, she uh, so so they founded the school, and they were all kind of like I guess homosexually in love with Jack Kerouac, who was their friend. Yeah, and I think he had died or already I don't know I don't know when he died but um they 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 built the school it was supposed to be a school of experimental writing <laughs> and uh it's a very cool school I mean it sounds fantastic perfectly candid yeah like for any sort of pretentious cunt <laughs> that lives in the states it sounds like just like fucking Disneyland for opium <laughs> just yeah. just everyone like in the introduction like yeah, I uh, I don't sleep for three days. I smoke a little weed and I write about the intricate crevices of life. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much the that's that's the oh whole, that's the motto. That's the oh. philosophy. Um, mm, sounds so lovely. Yeah. So that's why I went to Colorado. But but the thing is, is that is that um, like in Denver or it's in Boulder, which is like uh, forty five minutes yeah. from Denver, um, and it's it's like. It it's at the foot of the Rockies. Yeah. So Denver's just kind of in no man's land. Like yeah. it's all flat there for miles. But then if you go isn't, north to isn't Boulder, Denver higher though? No. No? Mm -mm. Okay. No, sir. Um No, Boulder's at uh well this won't mean anything to anyone in this room. <laughs> or yeah. or out there probably, but it's five fifty five hundred feet. So it's feet. we 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 talk in feet. Fifty five hundred feet. So, it's so five thousand. That, oh, that's five hundred feet. Okay, that's less than a thousand meters elevation then. Yeah. It's almost a thousand. Because yes. isn't no 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 wait six feet is one eighty. I want to say six feet is one eighty. Yeah. Something. I think that's true. So then, oh, it's, so it's almost. All, I it's, agree. So it's around like a thousand six hundred. That's pretty high. 
It's really high. Yeah. It's, it's really, pretty it's really, high. Okay. It's pretty high. It's just pretty high. But yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not the highest place. Yeah. It's not the <laughs> highest place. But it's high. Yeah. Um, like most of these, the students that enrolled <laughs> yeah, at the Jack like, Kerouac School of, what is it? Um, just disembodied poetics. Disembodied poetics. <laughs> it's so disgusting. I learned everything that I know oh there. Oh, God. So good. And as you said that you broke your leg for two years, what, uh, how did you, what, you broke your leg for two years? I was a, I was a, I was a skater boy. Uh, he so was a skater boy. He was a skater boy. So, um, see you later, boy. yeah, I was, uh, I was, uh, dabbling with, uh, with being a cool skater boy for, uh, for some years in my early teens. And then I just broke my, broke my leg in half, uh, Went to the hospital, did a bunch of surgeries, uh, read on the road, started smoking and drinking instead of doing sports. And uh, yeah, it's been nice. <laughs> Do you think that if you hadn't broke your leg, you would have been the kind of person who does sports? <laughs> yeah, I actually was kind of sporty as a kid. Wait, let me just check on the recording. Um, so yeah, oh, sports. Um, yeah, no, I played. Um, sports. sports. I, I did play a lot of sports. Like there, there was never a time in my life before I broke my leg that I wasn't doing a sport. So like I, I played tennis since I was like five, six years old till I was like fourteen, so eight years. Um, I I played a little bit of European football, unless you call it soccer. Um, <laughs> soccer. You know, a lot of people still call it that. <laughs> it's not just Americans. Uh, no, what you've done is because of your inability to understand what football is, then we call it soccer to you. So now we're used to calling it soccer for you guys. And now it's even getting in our heads as Europeans because of this fucking globalization and shit. It's foot, foot and ball. And we have a round ball and we kick it with our feet. And if you use your hands, it, it's a foul. Well, now you, you just have, sound ignorant. <laughs> you, because <laughs> You have an egg-shaped weird thing and you can use your feet. Like you, Jeffrey Epstein's And penis. only use your hands unless you kick it once every game for the least amount of points available. No, that's true. But do you actually, there's a real, there's a reason that we call, there's actually like, there's a good reason that it's called soccer. And it's because it used to be in the UK that there were different delineations. Like football was this kind was called rugby. Or sorry, wait. Oh my god. <laughs> so, You're not gonna no, win this argument. I'm just off to a bad start, but this is a real argument. This is a real it's really factual. So okay. Rugby used to be called football. And then soccer used to be called uh, football soccer and so when they both came to the US we just dropped the first name for soccer and it got left as football soccer and then rugby I'm was sure adopted in the UK I'm, so things just things just evolved in different when, once it spread once the, once the games had their diaspora they just they they evolved with different names. Like the names took on like I'm we did sure different things a with good the names. Story of why we call it that. It mm. still doesn't make sense. It does make sense. It makes perfect sense. What I just said made perfect if sense. If you watch American football and then you like they tell you we call this football, just twenty people using their hands to get a ball across a field is called football. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It's not. 
that one we should call that one soccer yeah that should be called football should be called soccer and then soccer should Should be be called called football football. but the way that it happened is very not our it's very not our fault it's england's fault yeah but it's as if like it's it's the equivalent of calling handball football everyone's always mad at us yeah yeah we are i i don't think I don't think we're actually mad. I just think it's very satisfying when you're wrong. <laughs> Me? No, wait, Americans are wrong. Oh, but we're not. Yeah, you're always wrong. No, but the thing is, is that it's complicated and you guys just see it in black and white because it's so fun for you to look down your noses at us. Of course. So but, seeing it but in the, black and white terms is far more enjoyable than understanding the complexity yeah, but you're calling... of what makes something look wrong when it actually is... Maybe not wrong, but complicated. Do you think that it's weird that the only people Americans agree with is Americans? What do you mean? I mean, you only agree as a nation with your own nation. You don't agree with anyone else. And also about c- what about the, about when you sh- what about, you should call soccer yeah, or about every <laughs> argument. I don't know, but also the fact that when someone wins the United States championship, you call them a world champion <laughs> is a level of like ignorance that i just adore which championship everyone and you mean like uh oh all these games that don't get played in any other countries like the world series no basketball gets played in every country you still call them world champions um but you mean these sorry not games but like these uh these con- the, when the contests happen, but they don't include other countries, yeah, and they're just inter, yeah. they're just within the United States, yeah. and we call the world world champions. Yeah, yeah. That's- <laughs> you don't play anyone else, but still, you're like, ah, oh, we're probably if we <laughs> if if this is the best team in America, then it's the best team in the world. <laughs> that's true. I, I love that sort of by association. There's no way those fucking short motherfuckers there can beat us at this. We have way too many, <laughs> way too many black dudes for that so we win every time so we don't even have to play anyone else that's true that's a good point but also i think that that's kind of a decent assumption it is (laughs) it's not a terrible it's not like like it's probably true it's probably true. (laughs) it is probably true it's probably true so why not just uh you know fully fully own that assumption yeah save the time save the 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 mileage to get to other places and just keep it local and we all agree come on yeah Um, lovely that we also went to sports um yeah, yeah, right. So you're an athlete. You are a natural I'm born killer. Natural born killer, bitch. So like you should see me running. <laughs> there goes that man. So did your leg heal perfectly? Uh, it would have if I did the proper uh, physio. <laughs> but but smoking and drinking, you can do that sitting down. <laughs> That's the sort of appeal. So, uh, huh. Okay, and we're back. Uh... Hadn't emptied the SD card just like all the professionals do. Um, but yeah, I don't even remember. We we're talking about like sports, the legs, <laughs> sports. skating. No, sports. Sports, sports, sports. sports. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we were talking about how you were an athlete and, I oh, mean, your leg. Yeah, your leg was, uh, you broke, you super broke your leg and super then. Bro- I super broke it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were an athlete. I feel like that's an exaggeration for even when I was um, calling me an athlete. But, you know, I'll take it. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah, so I had a moment where uh, a healthy life might have been the thing for me, but uh, apparently <laughs> genetics play a stronger part. Um, what do you mean? Oh no, my parents were both sort of no, they're uh, they're not alcoholics, but you know, bars, restaurants. Um, that's mostly my scene. So I uh, I left the court and entered the the food court. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah. How about you? Did you do any sort of? Uh, did you play softball? <laughs> what do I look like? A lesbian? No. <laughs> I didn't. didn't I was a gymnast. Oh. Were you? Flexible. <laughs> Not a lesbian. Yeah. Not a lesbian. A non-lesbian you're defending, sport. Yeah, you're defending it a bit too strongly. Um, no, the funny thing is, is that I actually got, uh, I got called a lesbian a lot as a gymnast. Ooh. Like when I was, uh, when I was, so I was a competitive gymnast and when I was in middle competitive school. Competitive gymnast? Mm -hmm. Are you still flexible? Mm, kind of depends. Hmm. On what? Well, I've been told that I'm very sexually flexible. I mean, that's the only part that we're interested in. Okay. <laughs> what other... But it surprises me because, like, I just found out, like, other girls can't do that. But I thought it was normal because I have very tight hamstrings. So I never thought that I... I don't feel like I'm flexible at all. I just found out that other girls can do that. <laughs> uh... Um... <laughs> You know, some. Yeah. What other time? Because you're like, I'm, I'm sexually flexible. What, what aren't you flexible? Like socially flexible? Like what's the, <laughs> what's the trade-off? Uh, I guess yeah, that would be kind of like I'm very flexible when it comes to, uh, like, uh, making collective decisions and <laughs> <laughs> compromise. Uh, I'm sexually flexible, not relationship flexible. Yeah. No. <laughs> um kind of a pushover but uh yeah so when i There's some flexibility in that yeah exactly right <laughs> i'm a pushover but my back bends beautifully when i get pushed over <laughs> yeah um my well yeah so i did find out uh from this this guy i told you i was having sex with the one who didn't let, know he liked being choked um he oh, he told me that i he told me he was like i love how your legs just bend you know, like they just bend in any direction. I was yeah. just like, yeah, of course, everybody's likes do that. And he was nah, like, no, nah. they don't. By the way, Sophia, before we started the podcast was like, choking hasn't made it to the US yet, <laughs> which is one of my favorite phrases. <laughs> like there's a trade embargo on choking. Um, yeah, I, on that, because we didn't fully discuss it, because like, I, I love being choked more than choking really because choking sometimes is a, a little bit uncomfortable if you don't really know exactly where how to do it the person depending how they so like that feels a little bit more of a responsibility but being choked is so much fun mm -hmm. um well it's oh that's I probably if you you mean if you're choking women yeah yeah, that's definitely got to be some tricky can... territory. Because with men, you kind of like their their neck is so strong. Yeah, like you can't you can't I can't do I can't do any harm really. Yeah, I mean, like I can squeeze my hardest, and they'll be like, "Oh, that's so cute." Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't feel like that. I feel uh, like you could choke a bitch. <laughs> Maybe with both hands. 
Yeah, I'm not saying try, but you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe if I'm, I'm really trying. Yeah. I, don't know, I just I don't. There's certain things that I, I I really love sexually, but because most people do it bad, I'm a little bit wary of them. <laughs> like what? Like choking, because okay. like it's just every dude assumes like, oh, do you should choke her? She yeah. probably, the d- chicks fucking love being choked. And they're like, <laughs> they're like that, that might be true, but I don't like the, the way that you're going about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, I... Uh, Sometimes dudes do choke me too hard. And, like, if it, it, I do wonder. I'm like, I don't think... I, I kind of wonder if there's some kind of, like, secret hatred inside of it. <laughs> it's suspicious when you hook up with a guy for the first time and his instinct is, oh, let me choke this bitch. You're yeah. like, oh, where is this coming from exactly? Like, is this from a sexual place? Is this from a... I don't know. I don't know. I think... So, okay, the very first time I was ever choked was in college in America. Progressive. And, um... The guy, was when it the guy Jack did Kerouac it, college? it was. And when the guy started choking me, I didn't know what was going on because I'd never, no one had ever done that to me before and I'd never even heard of it. So I was just like, <laughs> never ah, even heard of it. Ah, I was scared. It scared me. I thought he was trying to kill. I was like, what are you doing? I thought I was oh, attacking bad. me almost. Like I didn't know what was going on. And he was like, I thought you'd like that. And I was like, oh, no, I really don't like being <laughs> choked because I didn't know it was even a sexual thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was some crazy thing that he came up with that he just wanted to do to me. A pioneer in his own way in the Chai yeah. Kerouac school. <laughs> um, and then when I moved to Berlin, it was just always on the menu. And literally every single guy I slept with, I only slept with three. So, I mean, well, I, I like to sound like I'm a big whore, but I wasn't really. <laughs> yeah, that's a small buffet. It's a pretty small buffet. Yeah, there weren't that many uh, yeah. dicks. Uh, left uh, in the, you know, on the hot, on the, on the hot table. Um, but <laughs> that was a bit I don't of a collapse know. there. I tried. Yeah. Go down swinging. Um, yeah. So he, yeah. Anyway, so every guy that I had sex with, that they, that was a go-to move. And so I just, because mm. I knew. Because I, I like from then I was just like, oh, right, that's that thing that happened. That's that thing that guy tried in college. And then um, I I got into it because also the first guy who did it to me was so good at it. Yeah. He didn't do it in a scary way at all. He didn't do it to the point where it was like I was right on the edge of dying, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so it was really hot. And yeah. I was like, oh, I love that. He also gave me a little slap, but not a mean one, not a hard one. Not yeah. one where it's like you really regret telling the guy that you like that after because he took it way too far. Like yeah. He took liberties. And so... um I I got so then I was like I I'm into this I like this a lot and yeah. then after that every single guy I did I've ha- I've done it with and so that they assume it doesn't make me freaked out but sometimes they apply way too much pressure and that I just feel like I feel like there's some kind of like I do think it's a red flag. I think it's a little bit of mummy issues when when that happens. Mummy issues. It, it definitely <laughs> right, is mummy they issues. They want to snuff. Yeah, like I, they see your mom in, in their mom in your eyes. Yes, for while a they're fucking there. you, and they're just trying to kill snuff her yeah, out. Yeah, for every time that they had to like uh, eat uh, dinner for breakfast, I think it's I think it's that. But that's the best. <laughs> Dinner for breakfast. No, it's. I think when you haven't finished your dinner, then you have to have it for breakfast. It's sort of like the oh. shaming you for not being man enough to finish your dinner. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's. And then you just want to yeah. like dr- 
you, and then you hold her head under water. The fantasies yeah, about holding yeah, her head he, underwater yeah, yeah, yeah. until she just yeah, you stops know resisting. stops resisting. <laughs> right, just goes limp. Um, yeah, I think that might be it. Something they're right, they're acting or it out. might be a too loving mommy. It yes. could be the opposite. Like, mommy showers you with so much love that you have to get that anger and violence somewhere because you haven't been allowed to do it in your childhood. Right, right. You never got to, like, really rebel against her because yeah. she just always folded. Too understanding. She was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah like, of here, course. Yeah, let me give you yeah. a little cake Oh, the now. principle is not right. You're, you're an angel. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me fatten you up. Yeah. You yeah. need to be, oh, you know what? You're such a good little, like, even though you are you hate mommy, <laughs> mommy loves you. And yeah. now now I'm gonna go buy you everything. You and you need, you know. Yeah, you might be dissecting dead animals, but mommy loves you the same. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just don't. I don't know what it's like to be a parent, but like, I don't know how you can keep loving your child when they're a monster. I mean, oh. I guess I can understand loving them, but how can you be permissive? Because some parents are like, well, that's what love is. Love lets yeah. the person they love do whatever they want. Yeah, he told me he had a good reason for all those heads in the freezer. How could I have known that, you know, he had all those bad thoughts in his head? Right, right. Yeah. I think he had good intentions. Yeah, it was a little teamy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know my boy. I know my boy. I know my he baby boy. He didn't mean boy. to kill those 15 people. Right, and if he did, <laughs> he thought, he probably did it because he thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. He, the, I know I, he had good intentions. It felt at the time very reasonable. And the then time. I discovered his obsession <laughs> with making lamps out of their scalps. And then I was like, maybe he took I, it. I still, I think he's in a, like. He's creative. I, right. My boy's creative. My boy's you creative. You know, he always loved arts and crafts. Right. Yeah, it's only natural. Always that, rationalizing yeah. any terrible thing that. Listen. He killed them, this and we both admitted it was a mistake, but then he managed to make something out of their dead bodies. I find that very creative right, and Right, he endearing. used the whole animal. Yeah. That's very yeah. ethical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would stop, like, I feel like I could stop loving my child after, like, one tiny little incident and it could be one misstep and it could even just be like i don't know something they said at the playground i'm like i don't love this kid anymore yeah what a fucking pussy yeah what a fire right yeah <laughs> i don't love you anymore right you would it be the opposite here. kind we of parent we had a good two-year run but you know right we had a good two years <laughs> good two years didn't make it to the kita but you know <laughs> hey, it's more than a lot of people get. The first two years are the most important. I gave them, to, you know, I yeah. I gave you a good two yeah. years. But now and it stops. It stops here. It stops, stops here. right now. Right. <laughs> what did you think? This was a never-ending gravy train. But yeah, look, unconditional love forever. I have a I have a career. I have friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a life. Yeah, I've got a life, kid. Needs to get back to me to. I need to get back to doing me. Um, I can, yeah, I can see that. So Are anyway, you, uh, choking. Oh, oh well, choking. Were you uh, gonna? Oh, I mean, we're between choking and having kids. It's a good, it's a good place to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say it's just like that. I have that insecurity, which I think is a good insecurity to have. Is that I never assume that I can do something with someone until I know which might take a little bit of a spontaneity out, which mm. is, a spontaneity is always hot, but uh, I'd rather be 
always a good boy practicing safe uh, sexual practices with people emotionally and physically rather than just I mean I'm not saying that in the hots of the moment things happen and there's a lot of people you can actually with an accuracy of like in the 90s percent sort of actually be very spontaneous and take more steps mm -hmm. in and out of that zone but then there's people that are just you have no idea mm -hmm. like there's mm -hmm. people that are just question marks in that and they're not very communicative about any of that mm -hmm. so then i just become a good boy scout i'm always prepared but i always <laughs> you know i know camp is there and I then pitch my tent here. Yeah, yeah, here's super interesting, but mm -hmm. it's a bit of a hike and we're gonna check the ground first. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I, I think it's just because, like, only having, like, femme and queer friends, all you hear is horror stories. So then it's like you don't want to be part of the horror stories ever, which is a, a good place to be, I guess. No, uh, it's, I mean, it's amazing that you listen and you it's and you learn you... <laughs> you learn from from listening to to women and um you know whichever intersection uh someone is who's suffering from that because i think that most men don't listen which is and they kind of like even if they hear the stories they just write it off and they're like, that doesn't apply to me. That, or that is... doesn't apply. Oh, that. Oh, she's just being dramatic. Um, and that... or you know, they just like they write. They they just write it off. They play it down, and they just don't. Uh, they don't internalize it. That this is actually something that they could make someone feel, and that they might, you know, they wouldn't want to make someone feel that. Isn't that insane, though? It is insane. Like. Because I don't feel like my approach is special in any way. I just feel it's like very based on every story I've ever heard and understanding the people that I'm with. And then you realize like, oh, most fucking like men are just stupid cunts. They're like, here's the same stories, yeah. but just don't take it into any sort of account, which it's, it's fascinating to me. I mean, it's kind of, it really is psychopathic. Mm. No, it's it's like it's literally like listening Socio sociopathic. Yeah, it's like dissociating from people's emotional experience of things, which it's just astonishing that it happens in that like amount, like the frequent, like the statistics are crazy. But yeah. Um, oh yeah, no. I mean, I've had so much. I've I've had so many experiences of rough sex, where. Um, I walk away from it feeling like I don't know how that person could have thought that was okay. I don't know how that guy could have looked at my face and saw what he saw and think I should keep going. Yeah, this because, is the line. But the thing is, is that there's no, I, I think what's happening there is that it doesn't matter what the woman is feeling at a certain point it's the sexuality of many heterosexual men is just so selfish that yeah. it, at a certain point there it just becomes all about me for them they're just like i had uh this guy that well this guy that i was seeing um the sex we had was very intimate but it was also like 
for me, it was too much. And I, ha- and I kept asking him to slow down because like a vagina is fragile and you can't just pound it for hours. You need breaks. You need to slow down. It often feels a lot better to like the woman's pleasure often comes from like much slower pace of sex, actually. And um, I kept asking him like, hey, can you slow down? And he'd slow down for a second and then just all over again. I mean, not that awful, but you know, in the ballpark of in that, it's that ball. That. It's a ballpark of that motion, and um, like in retrospect, thinking about it, it's just like God. It was so incredibly like he didn't respect what I he didn't respect what I wanted at all. It didn't matter to him at all what I wanted, and um, you know, for younger women, for the most part, they don't. Uh, younger women may not even have had an orgasm yet. So, and, and, you know, they're really much, they're, they're more submissive and they, you know, they're really, I think young women are very, very confused about how to stand up for themselves in any kind of sexual scenario. So they, the guys take the lead and they're very dominant and the women don't, young women don't know what to do. But in my, you know, as a 32 year old, like, for me, I'm just like, oh. I can't believe, I can't believe this. I cannot yeah. believe that I'm sleeping with someone who would have the fucking inhumanity to think, to fundamentally believe that his pleasure was, was the priority. Yeah, it's like, it's, I can't fucking believe it. It is mind boggling. Also thinking of like, cause he's the thing, like a lot of. It, I think also just a lot of men get away with it out of, like a lot of my friends have had those experiences and they're almost kind of fine with it because they're like, okay, I don't like this guy, he's a fucking idiot. But like that sexual experience for them is not traumatizing. They've sort of like normalized it into Yeah, it's very life. normalized. But those guys, like... There's a lot of women that that same experience would be fucking proper trauma that they have to deal with. And it's just the guys are used to getting away with it because a lot of women maybe like have normalized that sort of rough for sex into like sometimes they get off on it and then sometimes it's just kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I think like a lot of men get away with abusive behavior just because a lot of women have sort of normalize it in their life definitely definitely because we don't believe we can get anything else so why fight uh, why fight something that you can't seem to change yeah but also that's so fucking sad it's really sad but it is i think that is the mentality of most women is that it's like well i tried and it's never changed men just take they take sexually they they're really they just, I mean, that's really the common uh, orientation is that men take. And if I want to have sex with a man, unless it's, you know, I find someone who's really special and yeah. truly loving to me, then uh, this is the only way I get to have it that's is with this imbalance. Fucking depressing. It's, yeah, it's really depressing. Thanks for being em- empathic <laughs> about it. I fucking have because it's it. horrifying. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's change the subject. I know it's fucking, yeah, mm-hmm. stuff going. Uh, 
But we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. There's definitely a generation of young women that are fucking ballsy and hard-spoken and don't take shit from anybody and they're fucking fed up with it. And I think things are definitely slowly changing and they're putting some men into their place. Oh, yeah. Younger. So when I was like in high school, it was so rough. It was all about just like the guys had all the power and then the girls were just like, okay, I guess I have to just give blowjobs and this is how I get a boyfriend. And that was it. And you were just like giving blowjobs all the time and you were worth nothing. And it was really, it was really awful. And I have this, uh, this kind of like surrogate little sister who's a teenager. She's, she's part of this family that I'm really close with. And, um, I kind of, she was going to high, two years ago, she was starting high school and I gave her a talk. I was like, I want to prepare you. Like high school don't is, give, br- don't give away blowjobs. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I was like, high school is really brutal. There's this uneven dynamic between the <laughs> men and the women and men will really pressure you into doing this and you don't have to do it. And I just told her fucking everything. And she was like, whoa, <laughs> fuck. And then she went to high school and things are quite different already like she's she's 15 now and like high school is a different scene oh yes i don't think there's any comparison to like 90s i wasn't in high school in the 90s (laughs) you don't you don't know how to time you don't know how to time okay Uh, right i am getting ruffled up Uh, my feathers are ruffled um but but it is like the younger generation, like they, I mean, luckily a lot of the stuff that we did, which is now kind of like, uh, having like, we're also, there's a backlash from me too and times up and yeah. all these different movements, which are like, it's, there's some kind of, now it's kind of gone to the other end of the extreme and it's not great. Some of the effects, but some of them are really, are really good in the sense that like younger women don't know already that they don't have to take shit. And that they can tell on a guy and that his life will be ruined. It's so good. <laughs> Even if he didn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's low-key kind of great. I yeah, mean, it's like there's definitely really great stuff and, from these and also uh, movements. Like, honestly, like boohoo, but it makes it makes a lot of fucking sense. It's like any system to reach a balance, if the scale has been tipped for thousands of years, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not going to come back gracefully in the middle it's gonna fucking go like this until it reaches the middle because for some people fucking are going out of pure vengeance some people just also don't have the patience to wait for a beautiful subtle tuck in back to a beautiful balance like that's how systems work Mm -hmm. and yes some men are gonna lose their jobs in the way but you know there's been way worse collateral damages than straight dudes that were already sort of abusive losing a job and then getting another one, fuck off. Yeah, yeah, true. It's going to be all right. True. It's definitely, yeah, it's it's really complicated, but uh, but it's really amazing in a lot of ways. And it's amazing. It's amazing to see these super young girls who just have a totally different mindset and will work from there. Like, I already was, like, much further along as a feminist than my mom when I was a teenager. Of course. Because of all the shit that her generation, her bullshit generation, though, 
boomers Boomies. did but they did like they laid out a lot of the they laid out the path yeah for, were... for us to pick up and then like we took it and now this next generation is so much born so much more empowered and now they're taking it and they're gonna you know hopefully kick ass yeah right because like it was i think like your like our parents generation of liberals were sort of like clinton liberals yeah, and then that's right and then our generation of liberals is kind of more bernie yeah and then the next one is more like fucking che Guevara. <laughs> God, yeah so, yeah yeah so there's yeah there's like yeah we're sort of like liberal in a more yeah like actual way but then the new generation is like i'm gonna fucking take a bat and a motorcycle and go kick some fucking right-wing ass which is sweet yeah oh they're so sweet they're so sweet they're sweet yeah they're a little bit ignorant on on this side like i feel like they're kidding themselves a lot of the time with what real world is and what twitter is that's true but uh, at the same time it's also kind of lovely to to watch them just be fucking going for just straight up ball sack. It's kind of, it's endearing. Yeah, they're really fighters. But, but what's crazy too is that this little sister of mine, um, we always liked Billie Eilish together. Yes. Until I saw her over the holidays and I was asking her what she thinks of Billie Eilish's new look with like, Billie Eilish is blonde now, yeah. you know. Yeah, I know. And, uh, or I guess she was, now she isn't. This week she's, she she's, got a different hair color but um i was asking her what she thought of that but i just said like oh like what do you think of billy eilish's new thing and i meant look but she thought i meant something else and she was just like well i think it's really fucked up and you know she got canceled and i was like whoa why did billy eilish get canceled and she was like well basically she um her boyfriend said something that was racist And then he apologized, but, you know, she shouldn't be dating someone who said something racist at all. And I was like, wait, how old is she? And she was like, she's 19. She should know better. Because, you know, my little sisters. And then she was and then she was talking about how Billie Eilish was queer baiting because she put, released some tweet that said that she loved girls and that that's really fucked up. And Billie Eilish needs to go. And I mean... That just makes me... It really breaks my heart because I think Billie Eilish is, first of all... She's an icon. She's amazing. She's on the right side of everything. Yes. And she's also now... I mean, I think a month ago she was 19. Now she's only 20. And, like, this poor thing, like, she's she's doing such... She's doing so well. And she's the only teen, like, like sensation... That actually made it with wonderful art and wonderful a great personality. Art. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like most, She's really an most, artist. Most like, teen sensations are just like, let's sexualize this 15-year-old. And she was just like, I make amazing music. I have a great voice. I'm a fucking... I love her because she's a fucking good sport. She has a great she's sense a great of humor. She's a great sport. Yeah. Right? Like, she's not a feeble 15-year-old that was just like, eh, let's get her to the yeah. stage. Eh, this dress is too tight for me. Right. I'm 15. And then just fucking 50, like, 60-year-old white dudes are like, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, right, more. right. More belly button. Yeah, more. Yeah, show more. Oh, she has a tattoo. Let's yeah, show yeah, the tattoo. Yeah, let's say that she's a virgin. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's find an angle, virgin. Yeah, good, 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 good thinking, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, so I adore her. That's that's why I hate this new generation. Is that like, if queer bathing is cancelable, like Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know. This this sort of screening of everyone's life right now is a little bit terrifying. And 
to be fair, this young generation of activism and great political involvement is the most feeble and weak sort of spirited, like people have ever seen try to actually change because when you're you trying to change the world the idea is you need to have a very thick skin and right. a lot of patience or resilience right. and there's sort of like the kid at mcdonald's that didn't get fries in two minutes and now is crying right they're right. gonna they're, i mean in a way they're all karens they're, they're all very karens Kar- such karens profoundly karen yeah because because they're the generation that if things aren't perfect then you know they're always looking to cancel someone which is really it's really sad it's a weird instinct to have as well it's a weird instinct it's also like i think the thing with Billie eilish is that like how could how could teenagers turn their back on Billie Eilish so fast? And also, like, she didn't do the thing. Like, her boyfriend said, had the racist tweet, and then he apologized immediately. And it's, they're both 19. Dude. It's like, oh, my God. Dude, okay. What I was saying when I was a teenager, holy fuck, I'm so glad that Imagine I got... Imagine screening the relationships you had from... Ugh. Like screening all the relationships you've had from like 17 to 19 and looking for red flags. Like you're a walking red flag. Yeah. Like yeah. the opinions that I had when I was 18 and 19 and the fucking arrogance and the but like, it's so fucking insane that we're even having this conversation. Yeah. I don't know. And it's this alleged. That we do, can't forgive teenagers is really something teenagers dating a weirdo when you're not like fucking jesus i mean look at the whole like kim kanye p whatever they're grown-ups there's they're supposedly right. you know yeah like look at what a mess they've done and they're grown-ups like right, being 19 right. and dating a dude that maybe has a bit of a racist thing and like yeah dude like maybe he's just tall lanky and has a big dig and you're 19 and you're very enthusiastic about right and cool probably guy. it's difficult to find anyone who will date you when you're Fucking Billy Eilish. Teen pop sensation. When you're fucking Billy yeah, Eilish, and probably every Jimmy. man <laughs> is terrified of yeah. you and intimidated. Yeah, and the racist like 19 year old is probably probably isn't because you're white, so I think he's only terrified of black people. So it works, you know, it works. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. I I love Billy Eilish. I love her too. I think she's doing a really great job. And also, to be fair, like. There's a lot of generations of, like, I don't know, leftists that were trying to save the forest or shut down a factory that was polluting the area. Mm -hmm. And now we're only focusing on, like, fucking Hollywood and singers and comedians mm. like like are we talk, are we talking about real political activism or do you just want to change how mtv looks now like <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's a bit uncomfortable yeah uh it's become a lot more about the language you use than what you actually do and language of course is important but uh it's kind of like the concept of activism has shifted from how precisely and carefully you speak as opposed to what you actually do materially oh, yeah. for others. And if you're someone who is out in the field 
and really uh, fighting for people, but you haven't kept up with the really quickly changing lingo, then uh, you'll be accused of being ignorant and... Uh, oh, yeah. You know that, like, if, if, if these people... Against progress and... Went to an actual meeting uh, of, like, actual activists, they would get offended there. Probably. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, well, right, if this they, is... If yeah, went, definitely, actually. If they went into a gay bar, they would cancel most people in there. If yeah. You, like, yeah, oh, well, the gays are the, gays the are cheekiest. The gays They're the cheekiest of all. The spiciest. The worst <laughs> jokes about, like, rape and just assault that I've ever heard are from gay men. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. I know, that's why I love gay men. But yeah, of course. That's the, the best. best thing about it. You oh, got, yeah. That's the best thing about y'all. Yeah, it's, it's the, fucking, rape, the rape jokes. The rape jokes are so good. Because uh, the thing is, because it's about <laughs> men raping men, and no one's mad at that. No one's mad. <laughs> yeah, no one's mad at that yet. We're like, go get him. Go fucking get that ass. <laughs> yeah. Get that ass pussy. Get that ass pussy. <laughs> ass pussy, yeah. <laughs> An asshole is just a pussy that... Uh, that clench like a really tight clenched really, pussy. Yeah, it's a determined pussy. A really determined pussy. That's re- yeah. that's very that's an that <laughs> legend legendary legendary uh, quote. Yeah, Felipe, who's um, uh, always doing the the podcast here, and uh, all the listeners adore him. He calls everything on his body a pussy. He injured his knee, and he's like, "My knee pussy is sore." My knee pussy. <laughs> My knee pussy. And then there's the pussy, which is the back pussy. Mm, the pussy. Uh, the pussy. Mm-hmm. Pussy in the back. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and but your butt pussy is not your asshole. Your. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, your ass pussy is your asshole. But what about your butt cheeks? What do you call those? My. Your Cheek. your your butt labia your ass ass labia your ass labia yeah. that's great yeah your butt your your butt pussy labia no it's getting too complicated no it's that's too much <laughs> it's too much that's just too much that's right, let's, over the top yeah yeah let's okay let's roll back to so do you want to have kids yeah yeah I do but um I am kind of I'm kind of uh an interesting case uh, probably not. Probably, probably over the hill. I mean, the, I think the period I get is just some kind of. Uh, it's actually just internal internal bleeding. It's probably not a real period it's anymore. Just, it's, just, it's probably just something else that's horribly wrong with me. No, it's just from the from the line of men that just assumes that rough sex is the solution, and now it's just kind of piled up. So, but I don't know. Do you actually like? Would you actually consider having kids? No, no, I really want kids. Um, because Which, Germany or U.S. German, do I want German kids or do I want American kids? Is that what you're asking? I guess, like, let's say you find out, found out you're pregnant. Here. Yeah. I guess, not, like, now. Now. With, with a guy that you actually want to be with. And he's like, oh, we can raise them in the States or Germany. I don't care at all. I go where you take me. Oh, where would I do it? Yeah. Um, I want to raise my kids in New York. That's, I think that's valid. Yeah. yeah. But um, but I I also want to raise my kids with healthcare. So uh, 
Also, I want to. The other thing is, yeah. I want to. I, I don't want to have kids in America. Like, I don't want to go through the birthing process in America. I'd like to do it in a German hospital. Yeah, but then, where I where I, none of the doctors speak English and I don't know what's going on. Is American citizenship easy if you're born outside? Oh America? no, you get American citizenship if your parent, your parent is an American. Okay, good, good. So it doesn't matter. It, it wouldn't matter. Okay. Um, I think, pretty sure. Pretty sure that's how it works. I know if if you're born on American soil, no matter what nationality your parent is, you're an American, which is one of the really nice things about America. That's actually little great. known uh, I was, bonus. I was actually thinking about like, oh, if I ever am in that position and just living in Europe, but with two European parents, like, let's go to New York for three months, sublet, give birth there. And have an American have kid. Have an American kid. And then also... It's going to be president. Greek, Greek Italian... And whatever. Oh, that's where you got your Italian penis. Yeah, that's from, what, yeah, from my Italian citizenship. From your Italian citizenship. Yeah, it comes with a passport. Right. It, comes, like, it your, comes with a penis. Yeah, here's your passport. <laughs> your, oh, here's your, your penis, penis comes with a passport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, here's oh, your wait, passport, he, here's your, and here's your, pe- your penis, Oh, wait, sir. he bought in Genova. Wait, let's get another penis for him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, he, now I have my uh, yeah. Italian penis and I have yeah. my uh, American got, penis. Yeah, we got this from, uh, from, <laughs> from Nono Gino. He just died. We take the old penis, put it in the young one. <laughs> put it in the <laughs> young one, yeah. <laughs> um... um but the I thing love, is, by the way, Italians. I think that the, my favorite thing when doing like Italian accent English is just using every uh, preposition wrong because <laughs> it just makes it so much funnier. <laughs> What's a preposition? In, on, uh, at. Oh, right. Oh, so yeah, just yeah. Switching prepositions. all of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Prepositions. It's a thing that you have in your language, you know? Yeah, we my have third, those. My third language. Uh, <laughs> but I can tell you more about it. You can tell us about it. Um, I, I, but the thing is, is that if I got pregnant now and it was with someone who I, I really liked and it felt like it was a man who fucks and stays. Fucks and stays. That's your I, qualification for a father. <laughs> well, that's the thing that's so hot about uh, a, a dad is that it's a man who fucks and stays. And stays yeah. yeah. Like when you see a dad, like a, if you see a guy who's walking around with a little kid. Wow, he fucked and stays. That's a man who fucks and stays. It's really, yeah, it's quite uh, fetching. Yeah. And I mean, you, if, you took the kid, if you took the kid away from that guy, it would just be some ugh, slob. Like, like you wouldn't Somebody. he would be some unfuckable slob but which funnily enough he was before he had the kid and yet he fucked and left and got and he fucked and stayed and the kid left. was the product of that okay so you fucking stay or you fuck but you fucking leave only if there's a kid involved or you generally fucking leave i don't know never yeah. mind you i guess there's a general leaving but um but i the thing is is that i i don't want to have a kid now anyway like one i don't have any money so it would be a very uh unglamorous <clears throat> child rearing it would be yeah. a rather wretched child rearing i think <laughs> and then the other thing is that Ratchet. i don't i don't want to have a kid until i'm in my late 30s like i want to use my last eggs because i've got a lot more i need to do mm. i just have a lot more i need to do makes sense and i really believe almost in i think it's i think it's almost weird when women have i mean no hating on the women who choose this but my mom had me late mm. Which is why I'm retarded. 
Yeah. And um, makes sense. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm pretty retarded. But uh, she had me when she was 39. Yeah. And um, so I kind of like my whole concept of motherhood is that it starts after you've had a really great, satisfying career, and then you have kids. When you've like when you've made a dent in your career in in like your your field and that's what i that's just my whole concept about it so i so that's how i want to do it that makes a little sense i i also would never consider having kids before my mid-30s i think but uh my mom she was 24 my dad was 30 oh, just like you yeah uh my uh your dad was how old my dad was 37 she oh. got that young pussy. She, yeah, um, he got that young pussy, mm-hmm. and she got that. She got that old Italian dick. Old Italian dick. Yeah, that's where you got your old mm-hmm. Italian dick from. Mm-hmm. That old but, um, old man. Old man dick, but uh, I don't know. I um, there's something great about having a like a young mom, but at the same time, she managed to like do fucking a lot of shit whilst also having me. I think because I think when when you're young. It doesn't really disrupt your life. You just add it to your life. Whether when you're older, it just now that's the thing you do. Mm-hmm. Whether mm-hmm. my mom just mm-hmm. had me, went on with her like she was pregnant in Santorini, stayed the whole summer on the island, was just staying on the beach all day. She had me. She kept working. We would go together everywhere. She just had me with her. Like, it's, mm. it doesn't become an obstacle. It's just a kid that you have with you. So oh. you grow up in life. Whether older parents just stay home with the kid, and now for the next years, the only job is to make this kid be a human. And mm. that, I think, also is a little bit... There's something a bit scary about that, like growing up with people over you in a house and every activity is an activity for the kid. Mm. We're going to go to the park for the kid. We're going to do that for whether I was just going to like, yeah, there's a music festival. Let's get the baby on the shoulders. Let's get the baby. Yeah. And then (laughs) someone get the baby. Yeah, I'm working. Who's going to come over Mm. and just look on him while he's sleeping? Like it just became this thing of like, it's not a thing that stops whatever is happening in your life, Mm -hmm. which I also think is very valid. Right. Um, I am going to have to go in a few minutes because I'm going to Sunday slips. But um, that's interesting. I wonder, did you guys have money? No. Or any support from uh, your mom's family? Any support from the grandparents? I mean, there definitely was. Like, I don't know the logistics of it too much. Uh, at the time, my dad was actually making some good money on the restaurant before he found out that other people were, were bankrupting b- the business behind his back. And Did keep- you say bankrupting? Yeah. <laughs> I know. There's some words in English that I cannot pronounce. Like, ba- do you want bankrupt. me to tell you? Bankrupt. Bankrupting, yeah. Yeah, bankrupting. I like bankrupting. Bankrupting. No. Bankrupting. <laughs> bankrupt. Bankrupt. Yeah? Yeah, okay, yeah that's yeah. right. Uh <laughs> yeah, no. If I focus on it, it's just normally in like in the in the flow of the speech. I get sometimes I get a little bit trapped by your English fangled words, you know. You just switched the a and the u. Yeah, because you have too many subtle little sounds like e, like e's. There's five e's in Greek. There's one e. It's e. Hmm. So there's only like peace, but there's that e. Mm-hmm. There's not like flip, like the uh, uh, flip, like you know. Flip so, is 
is I. Yeah. We put an I. Yeah, no, that's what I mean, the E sound. Oh, I... The E sound. Oh, oh, okay. Not the E letter. Uh-huh. The E sound as a sound. Oh, okay. Like, in a lot of languages, there's only one E, and it's well, that's why a lot of people struggle with, like, beach, bitch. Beach, bitch. Uh, that, like, uh, that's an exercise uh, I actively mm-hmm. do before some stand-up shows. I'm like... Beach, bitch, beach, I'm, I, bitch. That's what I do. I do, I do. Beach, bitch. <gasps> I can't, you cunt. I can't, you cunt. I can, you cunt. So I just separate the A uh with a uh can, and the E with a uh. That's a good exercise. I yeah. think I'm going to do it, mm, too. We'll see you. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, there was a little bit of money. Because here's the thing, end of 90s, early 2000s in Greece, you could just have a job as a waiter and you had money. Like, th- there was insane amount of money going around. The Greek economy at the time it was before we entered the euro and then everything actually collapsed. But until that point, like everyone, even in the beginning of the year, like people were making bucks, like it was easy as fuck. Like you could have two shifts, make the money for the month, like make rent. It was just easy. Wow. Yeah. The real trouble kicked in after I was like nine, ten, like late 2000s and entering the 2010s, like 2008 and after it was fucked. Like money just stopped being a thing in Greece. 2008 and after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so that was when there was the big the announcement that uh, we were recession. in recession. The announcement that we were in recession was 2011, but 2008 was also when a lot of political riot started in Athens because the cops killed a, a 15-year-old kid in my neighborhood. Um, I was actually there at that time. Like I was a block away when that happened. And that started the sort of whole sequence of Greece, like Athens riots, and everything was on fire for like three years. Uh, ev- every, every, uh, like, store, uh, what's it called? Like the front of the store, like the display? Storefront? This, yeah, I guess. Like every single store had broken glass for a display. Wow. Because every day just... The riots and people throw fucking rocks at everything. Athens is so cool. Yeah, yeah, we're cool, honestly. Yeah, yeah, we're like the bad boys, you know? No money, but still an attitude. No money. No money, but like fucking attitude all day. Uh, you gotta go, right? I do have to go. Okay, this bitch gonna go to a show. Um, how do we? How do we end this? Uh, I don't know. Huh. <laughs> I've yeah, never I'm done at- one of these before. Yeah. How do we? How does how does a podcast normally end? Normally, what my sort of I guess uh, my like fingerprint on the podcast map is ending super awkwardly every time. Mm. Uh, <laughs> That's on brand. It's very on brand. <laughs> it's just cringe for the last two minutes, uh, and then we just stop it. All right. What's uh, an awkward thing that could? Possibly come between us. Oh, it doesn't even have to. I, I, I bring, I bring awkward without even a thing. But um, so uh, uh, <laughs> I bring awkward without even preparing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't even need to be it like a palpable, to... <laughs> like concrete thing between us. It can just be like this. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Th- th- and we have to do this for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just think it's mandatory. We can stop before. There's a mandatory, mandatory two minutes two of minute awkwardness. awkwardness now coming through. No, yeah. anyway, fuck it. But um, no, thank you for doing the podcast. It was actually a little fun. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. I've never done a podcast before. It's uh, it's but 
It's a weird feeling. Yeah. Is it? Isn't it? <laughs> to be honest. Well, it's weird because like it's just you, the two of us yeah. in the room, but it's like there's an audience. <laughs> Because yeah, possibly really, in the future there will be. Yeah, but it's my podcast, so there's not really an audience. No one's gonna watch this. I'm right? I'm I'm projecting uh, maybe maximum forty people, fifty. Like, in like the whole lifespan of the podcast series uh, uh, for this episode. This <laughs> okay. episode. Do you think that I'm gonna get so big that they're gonna be like, oh my god, there's a, a podcast from 2022 he did with a Sophia something? Let's fucking look into that. A Sophia with no last name. No last name. I have to because I have another Sophia that I've done a podcast with, so we have to do like Sophia. Something. I have to think of a last name. I I need to think of a better fake last name. Hmm. Sophia May was just the thing Stevenson. where I was just like, whatever, just like say something. Like yeah. I just had to put something down. But Stevenson, I mean, I'd like the thing is I would write my name as Stevenson, but spell it differently. Except yeah. I know my stalker. I know the way he thinks. I know exactly how he thinks, and he's gonna try. He's gonna keep googling every va- variation, every phonetic variation of Stevenson until he plus gets a hit. For a stalker, blah, blah, blah. plus for a stalker, like the idea of like one hour of footage of that person talking about being choked yeah. <laughs> is pretty dangerous. So we can do like. Well, so- he thinks he's so crazy he thinks we're best friends Mm -hmm. he thinks that's like he wrote me an email um a few months ago i hadn't heard from him in years and because i blocked him but he just made a new email address and wrote me at the same old account person no this is uh someone from jordan when i lived in jordan it was my arabic teacher who was insane there's this genuine pathological psychopath truly and uh He's really, really an unstable person, and uh, he thinks that I belong to him. That's 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 a fun aspect of their culture. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, I sent him to. I sent. I got him arrested. It was a real hoopla, a real brouhaha. I had to. Uh, that sounds I got, like a hoopla. But you want to hear the the great uh, poetic justice? Of course. The, the ending has a great poetic justice, which is that, or at least it's the middle, because there's no ending. He wants, you know, he he for the rest of it, probably till his, it, with his dying breath, he'll say that I belong to him. But um, so he taught me Arabic, and that's why I speak it fluently because he was so. You speak fluent Arabic. I don't speak mother tongue, but I speak fluent, which wow. means that I can talk about anything and understand almost everything. That's hot. In in the specific dialect. But um, the reason that I got so fluent is that he uh, he offered me unlimited time, unlimited Arabic sessions for free. So I had him eight your- hours a day and he was just drilling me. I would open my mouth and he'd be like, wrong. And then I would have to start over. I'd get halfway through the sentence. I'd make a mistake. He'd say wrong. And then I'd have to start over. And so he drilled me super hard. So my Arabic <laughs> drilled you is- super hard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Is flawless. My Arabic became flawless in, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of issues with it still, but it yeah, became but- fairly flawless. And then the irony is that when I had to call the police and get him arrested, I took him, I had to go to court and testify against him and I had to do it in Arabic. So I testified against him in Arabic. In the Arabic, ha- he taught me. Oh my God, that's so good. Yeah. Oh my God, we're Pretty gonna sweet. end on that. Wow, that seems like a proper- Justice is a- That's a proper stalker. I thought it was just like, you know, 
white girl stalker like ah this guy Jim he won't stop texting me But oh the- no no it's it's proper <laughs> it's proper it's official I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you it's a, yeah yeah we've uh, got we've gone public <laughs> yeah it's a real story wow exciting we should have stayed on that a bit longer but well, I thought, anyway maybe um, another time yeah we'll figure out a moniker for you for the for the podcast um Okay, go do Sunday slips, go kill Thank you. Girl. Okay, so should I just walk off screen? Yeah, walk off. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, this was fun back it here. It was fun. Thanks for the, having me. Thank, thank you. Really, thanks for having no, me. No, <laughs> really, thank you for being here. It was fun doing another podcast. Uh, we have a couple of people lined up. Now I'm just going to get all the Berlin comedians and do fun podcasts with them. Um, that sounds fun. Sounds fun, but you were, you were, you're always going to be the first. I was your first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you might have to. I'll I'll not, remember your first. I, I always remember my first. I don't remember my first. Um, I, I won't remember my first podcast, but you'll remember mine. You'll remember it. How dare you? How dare you? Um, I'm going to use the bathroom. Go use the bathroom, you bitch. Insulting me in your way out. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, second vlog should be already up, actually. I'm enjoying the shit out of that. Um, I don't know, it's weird. I'm, I'm like, starting to do, like, all the shit that I, I, I used to make fun of, uh, content-wise. But it's, it's genuinely enjoyable. So fuck you, okay? I'm gonna keep doing that. Um, so yeah, second vlog should be up. Uh, some more stand-up this time. Less bombing. Uh, but I'm gonna try and capture it. If I bomb hard, it's, you know it's coming. Um, so yeah, um... I don't know, like, subscribe, follow, uh, all that bullshit, and uh, see ya in a week or two. Ciao.